across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or at the web. VeteransRadio.org is our new URL, VeteransRadio.org. Where we're on the web 24-7, you can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.org. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at LegalHelpForVeterans.com. We want to welcome to Veterans Radio an Army veteran, Richard Werabelski, uh, commonly known as Chubb Z. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, uh, Richard, welcome to Veterans Radio. Hey, well, thank you for having me, sir. And I, I, I'll probably call you Chubb Z through this thing, too, because that's how I first met you at a barbecue festival. And uh, we're going to get around to talking about that a little bit later. But, uh, Richard, why don't we uh, start with why you joined the military and you, were, you served from 2006 to 2012, uh, but you got some family history. Tell, tell us why you joined. I joined because uh, I lost my dad at a young age. And um, going through that, I lost my family. And I knew at the time I needed something. Um, You know, I was being uh, recruited for baseball at the time. And then when my dad passed on, my whole life flipped upside down. Um, My mom told me that the guy she was uh, seeing was my real father. Um, Come to find out that wasn't the truth. But at the time, uh, I, I was in high school and I, I was really running with the wrong people and I needed the army more than they needed me at the time. Um, and that's what got me going into the recruitment office, doing all the testing and, um, going through that route. And, and as I said, you had some family history, uh, talk about your grandfather a little bit. Yeah, my grandfather, he served in uh, Korean War and the Vietnam War as well. Um, so I had a little bit of history there. I had uh, a cousin who joined the military, and, he, you know, he, he's like, oh, you can't do it. You know, he went AWOL and things like that, and he's like, you just couldn't. You know, and it's like, this is going to fuel me. You know, like people tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I think that's like a lot of us these days. We we get told, oh, you that'll never last or that won't work. And you got to put the naysayers off to the side. I think that's one of life's lessons uh, that you're passing along here. But uh, be- absolutely. And same thing with this business that we've started. 
But before high school, I'm sorry, before joining up, uh, you were a truck driver for a while um, and and doing real well with that. Um, And uh, when you went into the Army, tell us about what uh, jobs you had, what what was your MLS, that sort of thing. So I I was a 92 Yankee specialist. I went in as a unit supply. And when um, opportunity came in for my unit, I did a cross um, MOS with uh, 31 Bravo, which is military police. And at the time, it was very hard to get promoted into a sergeant slot because of uh, there were no slots for unit supply at the time. Well, that's why you move from one one uh, uh, MOS to another to get greater opportunities. Well, one of those opportunities that uh, Uncle Sam said I got for you, hey, I'm going to send you to Afghanistan. So t- tell us about uh, that rotation. Oh, it, it was, you know, during the Obama era. And um, so President Obama... And during that time, you know, we went to uh, Fort Knox. We went to, uh, um, our, I'm trying to think, uh, Fort Benning as well to do our training to uh, deploy overseas. And at that time, I was a truck driver. And it was very hard. Uh, companies didn't understand, hey, um, we had to, uh, I, I was working for a trucking company at the time. And, they're like, Hey, you got to pick us over the military. Well, anytime I could do any kind of schooling before our deployment, that's what I did. Um, and I really feel that that's how I was able to succeed in the military, any kind of extra schooling that they could give me. I, I took. And that's always a hard balance. And I think a lot of employers when you're in the national guard or reserves don't really understand um, the commitment that has to be made. Some some employers are great about it, others less so. And and that was right. some of the tension that you found is like, my employer doesn't quite get this. Uh, right, well, being a truck driver, you're, you know, you're working 14-hour days and then trying to get back. We were kind of over the road and trying to get back to drills and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I wasn't even getting eight hours of sleep. I, you know, I was coming in at like 9.30 in the morning after I just worked 14, 16-hour days. So it, it was definitely a trial. What was your, uh, when did you end up in Afghanistan? What year? I was in Afghanistan in 2009, or 2008, 2009. And uh, you had some experiences there that uh, kind of impacted the rest of your life, didn't you? Yeah, yep. And every day, you know, it it doesn't change. Um, During the elections of um, in Afghanistan, um, not going into too much details and stuff, but, uh, I, I was pretty injured pretty severely, um, suffered a traumatic brain injury. I had, uh, shoulder issues. I, I had my back and my neck is fused as well. And, um, we, we went through a lot of things there. Um, and also trying to win the hearts and minds of, the Afghanis to let them know, you know, we're not here to dictate on things. We're just here to uh, share our lives, you know, our freedoms. Um, and also, you know, show the world that, hey, we're not going to just stand by and let this country uh, be attacked. 
Yeah, and I think uh, what we're going to focus on here is kind of the transition that the 10 or 12 years uh, post uh, getting out of the Army, you were medically retired in 2012, I believe, with a, yep. uh, is that right? Yep, uh, 2012 is when uh, they came to me and told me that uh, I was going to be retired, and I tried to stay in with the guard, and I was told at that time that if I did that, then uh, I would still be retired. So they went ahead and took care of me. Uh, they gave me a percentage of my pay uh as active army so i retired as active army and then uh years later i went through the va as well yeah the the, the process for you know uh, veterans who've been through it kind of know this the meta you can get a medical discharge from the military they give you a percentage and and, and then you can go to the va and ideally move that, have an increased rating, move that percentage up. And you were fortunate to do that, and you're, you're 100% rated now totally. Yes. But what we're, you know, this is with a TBI, and uh, you, besides the other injuries you mentioned, you have PTSD. Um, and those things have affected your life over the last uh, 10 or 11 years, 12 years. And it's really the working your, you know, the. it's hard to work your way through all that, but you got to, to get on the other side. So talk to us about oh, some of those challenges. Well, the first challenge was, you know, my, my daughter was being born when I was being retired. And I thank God every day because she kept me on straight and narrow, you know, every week or a month or two months go by and we're doing military ceremonies for guys who uh, off themselves. And, um, you know, I thank God every day that my kids are here. And then uh, my son was born at a couple years after. And, um, you know, the family has really uh, is what changed me, you know. Um, and I think when I went in, you know, I you go in with a sense of, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, and you, you change your whole life when your kids are, are born. And, um, I, I'm more well, understanding you, of things. It gives you a whole new purpose in life. I mean, you know, it, it have, does. And, and unfortunately veterans have a horrible daily suicide number. And when you have a TBI or PTSD or other disabilities and, and, life isn't going very well it's easy to say i got no no reason no purpose to live but in your instance chubsy that it was the kids who like were in your in your life giving you that purpose and reason to live right absolutely and my wife uh, who i've uh, been married to for almost 10 years one of the things that we also have to realize is it's never just one hurdle to get over there's almost always multiple hurdles in life and and they start particularly for veterans can they feel like they're stacking up on you and you had to f uh, face a lot of those hurdles obviously the the tbi the ptsd working through the va system but in personal life you had you were working on a house that you had a fire in the insurance was a, a problem that led to a bankruptcy we hit covid you know that it leads to tax issues i mean it just kind of starts snowballing how do you, how do you stay 
in the game when all those problems feel like they're ganging up on you? Well, you know, I, I've never wanted to be wealthy. You know, I've always wanted to give back. You know, same thing when I joined the military, it was all about giving back. It was find a different purpose. And um, the community has really been uh, a touching situation for me because uh when covid happened i uh found purpose again and i was like well i can't let this country uh be in such a turmoil and i wanted to show that there is humanity and we started up uh different fundraisers and stuff like that to the city i worked with big companies like catamans um to help donate 900 meals to our frontline workers to just show them that hey you know we care you know we understand what you're going through and you know with everything was so crazy at that time where people were taking these diseases home and they're willing to sacrifice their life for the job that they signed up for. It's just the same thing we did in the military. And I had ultimate respect for that. And it started there and it gave me a purpose. Uh, during those times, uh, I retired from truck driving because um, uh, semi shook and I didn't realize I had PTSD and it took me out of work for almost a year. And then um, they came out with trial uh, experiments to uh, help with PTSD and they put ketamine through my blood and when they did that uh, they told me I totally lost it I had severe PTSD I, I needed to go get help and at that time I was working getting help I, I lost about a year of my life laying in bed um, and I tell people you know it's it, it was mental pains yeah I had some herniated disc and I had some other underlying things but ultimately they said it was mental pain and i tell people to this day you know if you're struggling and you've seen things or you know you're going through a hardship you're you're doing things that you don't understand and this is where fibromyalgia takes um place as well it attacks your mental it attacks you as a depression and if you don't talk about it, your pains will go internal. And if that happens, it is very hard every day to get out of that bed because the pain is so bad. And I'm, I'm a pretty physical guy. And I'll tell you, I, I was in the fetal position for some of these episodes and these pains. And uh, it, it really took me out. Well, you had, fortunately, the the... the support of your family you fortunately had uh, some some va recognized care but you also ha- had the support of your community and and chubbs the uh is in a you know lives in a blue collar facility in southeast michigan all good solid working people and you, you kind of mentioned it that you know you joined the military to, to have public service and in COVID, you're recognizing the public service that all these uh, first-line responders and healthcare people are doing, and you started catering meals to them, and that kind of gets us into what you're doing now. So talk to us how that gave you a new purpose um, to help uh, those other public servants, but also gave you a lot back to the community. Well, you know, first off, you you have to be in a position to help others. You know, I've always been told that, you know, before you can help others, you got to help yourself. Um, So a company was born, you know, Chubb's Smokehouse was born 
because not only when I make it, other people make it. Um, I have done numerous uh, donations to our police, our fire, um, to our legion, um, to um, churches. And, you know, I tried to do the best I can um, because in reality, this business saves my life. It gives me a purpose. Um, and cooking food puts a smile. It's a different type of service that you offer than being in the military. Yes, it is a profitable uh, uh, business that it has to be, but at the same time, you see what it does to people. And when you can give back, you know, that's what helps me. You know, I've always told my wife, you know, if I could cook for free, I would, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, we, we still got bills and I've taken on a lot more bills uh, starting this business and still trying to pay for those uh, mistakes and errors and things like that. Um, because it, it's not the easiest thing to start a business. Well, and that's one of the, the lessons you've got here to pass along is that, hey, years ago I was, uh, you know, a truck truck driver, uh, unit supply clerk, uh, military police, but who the heck did he think he was that he could run a business? <laughs> and, and, and you start small and you kind of build up. Uh, yeah, tell, tell us about starting small and building up. Well, you know, after we donated 900 meals, first we had to have insurance and liability just to even donate. And we went through all that stages. Um, I depleted my retirement fund because this was what I I was passionate about. It was a passion. And then I didn't have the money to start a trailer and to go full out. You know, I upgraded my equipment when I could. Um, we started in a tent and we did that for about three years. And then in our city, you know, they passed uh, food truck laws and it was also in turn towards me as well because some other brick and mortars uh, thought I was taking business from them. Um, and it was very hard um, at the time. Um, it was hard to get meats. Meats were very costly, still are. Uh, that that hasn't changed. But we started in a tent. We just went. Um, I got licensed every day to do those tent sales um, because I was always the one. I, I told myself, you know, I'll be the one to get it. You, you know, you, you get the guys with the smokers on the corners. You get this guy. And they're not licensed. They, they haven't went through the process of doing it the right way. And in turn, you could be sued and things like that. So I had food insurance. I had uh, st um, the local health department giving me licenses on temporaries. And those were very costly and expensive when we first started. But it got me my clientele. And that's the biggest thing in business. Before you up your business and you want to make sure you have the right people, the place, and the product. You, and, you, you now have a fancy looking, beautiful eye catching trailer that goes to these fairs and festivals. Um, let's talk about your menu. What's on your menu that, that uh, people just line up to get? So what I and and talking about lining up, oh man, Westland Barbecue and Blues. There were so many people, and uh, we we try to feed as many many as we can with what we got. But I always do a chicken, pork, and brisket. 
Um, and those are the main items because of now you're touching people's religions, you're touching people's appetites. So you got a chicken and a pork and a brisket. So in case someone doesn't can't eat something, then you have that. And then we also have our mac and cheese for our vegans. Uh, we the mac, have the our mac, coleslaw. The mac and cheese is really good. I can testify to that <laughs> as, as well as the ribs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and then we do, uh, we always have a rib type on our truck. We'll do either rib tips or we'll do our baby backs. If we're doing dinner service and stuff, baby backs tend to do better. Um, but when you're at different events, you have to gauge uh, what's going to go. You know, um, for that one event that you were at, Jim, you know, we added turkey legs and we did smoked turkey legs. We call it the Chubbs Club. This thing is like 28 to 32 ounces. It will club you. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> and, and one of the things, too, that you've learned along the way, and again, this is the message to veterans who are thinking about i don't know if i can start a business you start small and you grow it if it's if you're passionate about it like chubbs is you you'll you'll find a way to grow it but you also found that fairs and festivals are one thing as you say you kind of have to estimate the crowd catering's a whole nother thing isn't it it is it's a double business you know catering it is more of a safety thing so you know how much you have to cook and how much you know, when you go into these fairs, you never know. You got a hundred people, you know, they'll tell you 200 people and then only 25 people eat. And now you're out, you know, cause it's all pre-cooked foods and all your supplies, you know, it's very hard to gauge. Um, so this was my very first big, big event uh, where we've paid a vendor fee as they call it to show up. And now you're gambling, you know, it's a very, very uh, mathematical equation that you need to put in um, how much food you need to have, you know, how much you have to cook to make this amount. And um, so it's, it's hard. Catering is very easy, you know, and anyone can start a catering company, you know, well, as but, long you, as, but you, as you say, you got to have the clientele and part of your clientele mm-hmm. comes out of, of having the, the trailer and the b- barbecue and everything. There's two more things I want to cover before we get out of, run out of time. Sure. W- one on your menu is pays homage to your mother. Tell us about uh, Chubb's mama on the, re- on the uh, menu. Yeah, so my mom helped me start this business. She was in and out of these hospitals left and right, and this was gave me the idea. I, I fed the Garden City Hospital, and she will walk around. She goes, oh, my son's Chubbs. You know, he, he, he's the one who fed you. And, you know, and she was a disabled person for most of her life and stuff, and she wanted to be part of this movement, and she was my cashier. And for the longest time, you know, um, we worked together. She loved it. You know, we became – so much closer than what we have with all of my family past and stuff. Um, about and, about and what's, a year. What's, what's on when I order the Chubbs mama, what am I getting? And, and I think again, here's a lesson for other veterans. These businesses can pull the family together, but what was on the menu? So the Chubbs mama is all of her favorite foods. So you're, you're getting rib tips or uh, baby back ribs in it. You get brisket, you get chicken, you get pork, 
and you get two sides and we do that for $30. So, and I tell people, you know, you can feed uh, two people at least for that. Well, I wish we're on, we're on radio, if you will. You can't smell how wonderful this <laughs> is, but when he just explained what that's involved, I hope your mouth is drooling because it should be. Now there's one more thing I want to uh, bring up here because you have an upcoming event that I think I want to, I want to challenge all veteran organizations to get out here and do this and that is find a veteran owned business a veteran owned caterer a veteran owned food truck and help them make it by bringing them into your organization and and getting them some business but tell us what you got going on with the american legion so you know i again i like giving back and this is a group of legacy writers that started here in garden city and it's a charity and it's a charity program for them to be able to give back to the kids of the fallen soldiers that passed away and it is you know they they gave the ultimate sacrifice you know um we're, we definitely discounted it for them to help them out um and we're doing uh ribs chicken brisket pulled pork our, our Chubb's mama basically with two sides and we're uh, doing that for the legacy run uh, 350 bikes are coming here to Garden City to pay respect to the founding members that started here in Garden City with the commander uh, Ziggy also known as Brian um, and we're very very thankful that we could give back to that as well and also show our our veteran owned business so that's the challenge for all of you veteran organizations out there if you're affiliated with them associated with them whether it's a, a national veteran organization like american legion vfw dav or or it's a local group that's supporting veterans reach out take that extra step find a veteran owned business uh, pull them in to be your vendor for the gala or the event or the fun run or whatever it is you're doing so that you can help guys uh, out like chubs who've out there making it a go with with their veteran owned business richard i really appreciate the time you've given to veterans radio today sharing some of your life lessons um, if folks are interested in in finding you do you have a website or how do they get in touch with you yeah, so we, we have a website, and it's Chubb's Smokehouse Catering at uh, .com, and uh, that's a really new website that we have. We're working on building that. Uh, our Facebook has been really great to us, um, and we have almost a 1,000 followers. We have a five-star rating, um, and, and mind you, we started in a tent, and to have a five-star rating and serving the public it's very hard you know it's very hard to keep food hot it's hard to keep quality hot when you're doing events for days and days at a time um and then we also have our uh google we're on google we have a five-star rating there and we're also on yelp as well and uh i just tell people you know um when you're starting a business don't go all out you know start from ground up you know like i i started in a tent for three years and i got that enough money to pay for my tent i'm working on trying to upgrade my truck because i don't know how much longer my truck will keep lasting pulling this thing but um you know find find the clientele 
um, and show show your story. You know, it, it's a great thing when I, I have mayors and I have state reps and stuff that come to me and they see how far we've came over three years and all the naysayers, they're like, oh, you're, you're never going to do this. You know, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. And I'm sorry. I've, I've put my fame with the chaos and debt and stuff like this to chase this, but it has given me a purpose and I need the business more than, um, it needs me. You well, know, I, I have to have that. And, and as you can see that all that effort is leading somewhere. So I want to make it sure. Cause it's, it's Chubb Z not S chubb nope they they all it's so it's chubbs so just like um happy gilmore you know they say chubbs so it's just chubbs c-h-u-b-z smokehouse catering you'll find it if you google it you'll find it on facebook uh all, you'll find it on uh, all all those platforms but uh richard again thank you for telling your story and and getting some of this wisdom out to our veteran radio listeners Oh, absolutely. I can't, I can't. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fossone. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans, and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or legalhelpforveterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by visiting us at veteransradio.org. That's veteransradio.org. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our... National sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, NVBDC.org, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan, VFW Graph O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor, and the American Legion Press Corn Post 46, also in Ann Arbor. We appreciate all your support. You can go to veteransradio.net click on the sponsor level and continue to support keeping veterans radio on the air and until next time you are dismissed with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.